Welcome to Dramas with a Side of Kimchi, the fangirl party every drama fan wants to join. Grab your kimchi and face mask and let's chat Asian dramas. I'm Carrie the Mockney. I'm CL Kita. I'm Drama Geek. And I'm K-Muse. We are all about... Oh, <laughs> sorry. We are about to be going... <laughs> <laughs> This All is right. our last podcast of the night. It's so been like four hours. Pardon so. us. This yes. will be the first one being <laughs> broadcast, but... <laughs> exactly. So, starting over again, you can just take this out. <laughs> <laughs> We're about to be going on our yearly December hiatus because we are busy moms and December is insane for us. But don't go the whole month without our fun drama discussions. We have a ton of episodes available over on our Patreon. And not only will you get our regular monthly Patreon podcast in December, but you'll also be getting a bonus Christmas present just for our VIP members. For everyone else, we'll be back the first week of January with Season 3 of the podcast. Okay, so we are finishing up our podcast on Extraordinary You, and we ended the last one um, covered through episode 12, and so we're covering a lot of ground through uh, episode 13 through 32, um, and just to kind of set the stage of what was going on at that time, because I had to myself go, I don't even remember, who knows, at that time, because it was such a long, like, it feels like a long time ago, but so... Haru had just um, fallen in the water and then come back as a new character um, with his name and he has no memories and he's Bakyong's best friend. So that's kind of where we're at when the second half of this drama is being covered. Okay. So with Haru dying, losing his memory, and gaining a spot in the list of extras, the stage has changed, but did it really change the story? So, um, which story? Are we talking about the entire story? Are we talking about the main story of the comic book? I'd say the Whoa. main story of the comic, because at that time, they're still trying to change the stage world. Right. Yes. And I think... <clears throat> With him disappearing like that, I think, no. It almost feels like the writer was punishing Dano for her audacity. And so, no, I don't think it changed the story because the writer was exerting his or her will. See, my this is one of the problems I have with the show. <laughs> Here <laughs> so, we go. <laughs> we find out later on that if you die in the shadow world, then you lose all your memories and you come back. Mm-hmm. So are we supposed to say he died in the water or was he just going to be written as a character anyway, which is why he became an extra in the book. Mm -hmm. And that was his purpose anyway, because he was going to be written in. He just hadn't gotten to the part he was being written in for yet. Mm -hmm. And it really bugs me how they're very wishy-washy on these kind of things. There's no set. This is what happened. This was the result. This is that. We don't even know if the writer's upset that the story changed right, or if that it was changed. Be my point. Or there's no definitive variable of the writer. And so we're just left to kind of like have these vague concepts that are never defined. And it really was frustrating in the story for a lot of the middle part for me. So um, I would say that we have no freaking clue. <laughs> <laughs> okay. and i apologize if any of my questions are like oh, no, why a, are you even asking this stuff because i question. was trying really hard to like figure out what to ask and what not to and not go like episode by episode because we just nobody's got time for that agreed <laughs> so so if we think about the the fact that they intentionally continue to keep the stage and the shadow separate then if we think about changing the story, yes, we are changing the story. Um, when we start to add in Haru as um, Baekhyung's friend, that changes the dynamic because they had A3. And they don't list Haru as A3, 
So they kind of start to deviate away from uh, a little bit away from the eliteness of this group. And that's whenever we actually have that little subgroup, that little Y3 that starts to kind of form. Um, My whole thought process with this was that the writer's trying to maintain control of his book. So in order to maintain control, or her book, in order to maintain control of the book, Haru has to become a character in some way so that he can be easier to control. And that that was just my theory. But that's even saying that the writer knows Haru exists. <laughs> he does know Haru exists. <laughs> well, all of these characters are recycled. Yeah. Yes, but all he could have easily just been recycled. a recycled character that he was going to put in at that point of the book. Like but it, he keeps showing up in the scenes, and so he has to do something with him because maybe. without a name and a solid, without having a solid name and a purpose in the book, he's staying out from underneath. And it's in that shadow world that the writer can't do anything with, so he's got to give him a name. He's got to put him in the book. I guess my hard part is I'm not even sure if the writer is aware of the shadow world. No, I, I, I'm You I'm know what sure. I mean? Or if the shadow world's supposed to be like his thought process and in his head or whatever. I just wish we knew how it correlated in with this. And since we don't have that variable, it's hard to say this is what happened. Well, I know everything. I don't know why you're not. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. With what we know, here is what I'm going to say is that this the the stage which i once this this podcast is done i don't want to hear the word stage anymore <laughs> i'm like so tired of that word but on the stage i don't really feel like much was changed um other than maybe her heart condition and surviving from that um i think a few things might have like Maybe she added this they they I'll just say they because we don't know who the writer is, but things on the stage may have changed here and there. But I feel like what really changed was the characters um, in the shadow. And so each change that they made may have not affected the actual book that somebody else is going to read. Um but that it does change the characters and therefore propel the story further with those character changes because Haru and Bakyung and like each time something like that happened, then either another character woke up or different things happened into where it kind of snowballed into how they were able to, by the end kind of uh, have a plan, I think for the next time of like, I feel like it was each book they learned lessons and then were able to deal with the world as it was the best way that they could. So that's kind of the way I look at it. Cause no, we have no idea if the writer was even aware of what was going on in the stage or if that anything that chap at, you know, anything changed what the writer was going to do or not. We don't know that, but so that's my, my take on that. <laughs> I like that. That's a good way of looking at it. I can get support behind that. So. So once Haru wakes up, Dano abandons her quest to change the stage. How do we feel about that? I have issues. <laughs> because it's at that point that rather than a developed character that has layers, she became, for like six episodes, all she thought about is like, Haru, Haru, Haru. <laughs> like, that's all she talked about. Like, literally... There was nothing beyond that. Once she was had Haru back and she was in love, there wasn't any like, oh, well, what are my friends thinking? What is this about? What happens if the book ends? You know, all of this. It's like, well, I'm in love and I have a heart disease. That's who she became again. And so I had issues. Well, because we were invested in Dano and Haru, but what's happened here is... They tried, not overly successfully, to develop the other storylines, but all they did, but instead of having Dan O incorporated into that to help kind of bolster it, they had her just running around trying to find Haru, 
and in the hospital. So, you know, we did have Judah and Namju and um, uh, Dokwa. Yeah, Dokwa. 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 Doa, doa. Mm. <laughs> um, we did have those characters start to actually become more in depth and have more layers to them. Judah, man, that's that was. She that surprised was me. Re- she surprised me. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. the only redeeming quality of that little section to me was her stepping up. Um, and but the whole situation with Dano, they. They really should have just done something with her besides the fluttering fingers and weeping and wailing and oh me, oh my. Well, and they even developed the two guys. The two guys were figuring things out and Mm -hmm. interacting together all the time, but they totally left her out of it. Yeah. And it's like, well, you're leaving her uneducated and kind of dim and with no character development because they all kept everything from her. So. So I feel like um, if we were to, and I think this will be a running theme for a lot of us, but I think if you took out, cause I was completely with you guys on that until the last four episodes or no, it's, it was, yeah, the last, the last final four episodes, this final um, week. Um, but I feel like they brought her back around and that she did, although I was kind of with Haru keeping it from her that, that um, the world was ending. She again, wasn't quite, you know, had worried about some of the things that he was worried about, but still I feel like it brought it back around to where her character did have some, uh, a turnaround at the end and felt kind of where I wanted her to be when I first, like what I thought, like when she first started out and woke up and I loved her at the beginning um, I still really loved her at the end, but I feel like that middle section, that six episodes that I, from people that read, I would love in the comments or, or on Twitter, if you read the, um, the webtoon, cause I th- originally thought I was going to read it and now I'm not, I don't know, but I would love to know if that middle section where there was those six episodes, if a lot of that wasn't in the comic book, cause that's kind of almost what I feel like they focused a lot on the love triangle. And well, I think if you took those six episodes out, her character wouldn't feel so two-dimensional and focused on Haru. Well, and I guess, like, they left a lot out. Like, her character from a book before the um, secret, she was a time traveler or something. And oh. she brought that forward, which is why she can see the future of the... Oh, okay. You know, so there's a lot of character development of her character right. that, from what people have said online compared to the the comic mm-hmm. they don't put that into the drama gotcha and i think you can definitely see that in the middle because it feels like her character doesn't have much to do other than fall in love well she doesn't remember the past the way that bakyong and haru exactly. starts remembering the past so she and doesn't have that connection her. to it and once they do tell her because he does haru does Eventually. tell her about it she doesn't really care about it she's just yeah. like i just care about now so i do feel the potential of her character is one of the reasons i was a little bit disappointed in some of the trajectory and character arc that her care that she had. So. Okay. My turn. (laughs) Because I was, I definitely felt very differently because looking at it from just the, she was seeing the consequences of her actions. She accidentally killed Haru who she was in love with and she got scared. And so for me, I extended her a lot of grace because when she was scared and she pulled back, I understood that. And then when he came back and she was focused on just falling in love, I could see where she was just focusing intently on what was in front of her because she did not want to lose it again. So for me, that actually was a powerful, maybe not as strong as, as you guys wanted it to, but for me, it was a powerful reaction to the consequences of her actions where she just said, okay, never mind, I give this up because I'd rather have him than change the story. And I do. And I even remember um, talking to K Musin and I totally agreed with you the first two episodes, I think after it happened. And I was, I uh, completely understood like the way she was reacting. She needed time. Like I was completely more. I, again, I think my thing is I do think it, some of the stuff was stretched out a little bit longer than I would have liked. So I totally agree. And I think that that was a powerful thing. And I 
understood her decision and probably would have made the same decision in like not wanting to rock the boat. But I also then feel like then it could have progressed from there, but she kind of just stayed Checked there. Out. So, right. It, it lasted way too long, which changed my perception of the character. And I started to lose patience with with what was happening but i do feel like they brought it back around to where again oh they did yeah the last couple of episodes i feel like it went back right into where uh right after he disappeared and all that kind of stuff so i just i i I agree with you uh, with her character i just think that that's where i think some of us were like oh but well, but also to the point, she didn't have the information that the boys had. Exactly. So yeah. how was she supposed to come back around if she didn't know what they knew? But before so. she was smart, she was figuring things out. And then she just is in love and her brain turns off. I don't get that. Because, no, she was scared. Well, they're scared. But then obviously she got past that <laughs> for like six episodes. And see, and I didn't see it that way, but that's okay. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so we need to pause. So we need to pause for a shallow fangirl moment. We do need to pause. <laughs> Baekhyun or Haru, and we're going to discuss. Um, I'm since we don't have a K drama Jin here. I'm going to say both <laughs> <laughs> because of different reasons. Um, honestly. I fell for Baekhyung first because there's something about that wounded, the the bad guy with the, with the wounded past that just, I don't know. I'm a bad boy. Um, and I really liked his character. Um, and it hurt me that we spent the first few episodes. They were smart with this though. I was struggling really, really hard with Haru being very blank, which was what his character was supposed to be. And just whenever I was like, all right, they got to do something with this guy. They did something with him. Um, But as actors and my enjoyment of them in the role, I have to say that Baekhyun really, he, he got me more. So my shallow moment is going to be BK. <laughs> so I, I have pluses and minuses for both characters. So I don't, it's not one or the other. I think that, um, Baekhyung, I think he, out of every character may have had the most, um, change and development and redemption. Um, but I also feel like there was still a lot leading up to those final, again, in those six episodes where we were kind of circling a little bit, I felt that his character was still being a little bit mean and not nice and, and stuff in the shadow to her to where I would have liked, you know, but his character was redeemed by the end. He did make those choices and I didn't like him for her. Um, but I liked his character and I really, um, and appreciated the changes that he made. Haru, he kind of was this, like he had a little blank slate and, um, I liked, that's why I liked the past book because it really kind of brought in some of like, he, I was like, oh my gosh, he totally is that quiet guard guy who doesn't have necessarily a lot of depth, but you still really like him because he's the loyal person by your side. So in that, for her, I loved their interaction. They had really great chemistry. And um, he was that, like, strong, loyal, he'll do anything. And he'll just keep coming back and keep coming back for you. So, again, they had plus and minuses. My unshallow <laughs> moment. <laughs> they were both pretty and both tall. So <laughs> <laughs> They're so shallow. <laughs> they were. They were. Yeah, for me, it's Haru all the way. I've got a thing for people who are just the quiet protectors. I love that. And so it's Haru. Becky Young was just too mean and too mm. selfish for too long. I I even had a hard time with his redemption because it didn't feel sincere to me. So Haru. <laughs> all right. So <laughs> I'm dying here. I'm dying here. I'm sorry. I'm dying here. And I'll, just, I'll, I'll, I'll let it move on. But I'm dying. So um, 
Baekhyung was, I think, the best character when it comes to character development because we saw him being very selfish, very insincere in the first pre-book, the historical, Mm -hmm. and just to see how his character even changed to an extent just by being a new character in the book. I love seeing his uh, childhood backstory with her in this story. You could see there's reasons why he's seriously traumatized. His dad's a crazy nut job. You know, there's definite reasons as to why he's feeling the way he does. He feels trapped. I like that that he made the big... He made the big... What did you call it? Like, where he he gave up the most, I think. Because I agree. he yeah. didn't kill her just to restart her memory, even though it would save her. He didn't want to take that away from her. Um, he gave up being her love, even though he loved her. He knew that how her true feelings were, so he thought of her and let Haru take his place. Um, you know, he gave up a lot, and he did end the story lonely. But hopefully somewhere in the future he'll have a happier moment. But I think out of everyone, he's the one that changed. Whereas all the other characters, even in multiple books, they're always the same. I think his character also had the most to, like when you bloop in his past character and the way that his past character was written, I mean, like he killed her. Like he's the one that pushed the sword through her. So he killed her in the past and that, and he's also a mean character in this one. So he had the most to overcome as a character. Exactly. Haru was definitely sweet from the beginning to the end. And and I loved his character too. And I do. With Haru, he definitely touched my emotions the most the last four episodes. Mm -hmm. Because I definitely felt that that was when he was the most fleshed out, most sincere. Mm -hmm. It was really beautiful having them, him like get sucked into the nothing and then him finding her again at the tree. Like it was definitely, I definitely felt it then. Whereas Mm -hmm. I always didn't necessarily feel it throughout the story with him as a character. So probably Baekhyung, but Haru's definitely up there. All right. So as each character wakes up, they all handle it differently. And was there anyone we preferred over the other? And I think, I don't remember if I, um, tied in like how they their romance yeah okay it's the next question okay so as as far as how like i think one of my favorites was uh um tuda which uh we talked about earlier but like i she each of them kind of had their own choices of like how much they were going to change how drastic of things that they were going to do and like her her character was so um the way she was written was definitely one where I was barely even paying attention to her romance with the other guy, Namju. And by the end, I was totally invested and interested in her her romance. So um, I I liked the fact that there was different levels of like what each character was going to do once they knew um, you have the extreme with um, Dan O of what she starts trying to do when she wakes up. And then I think you have some of the lesser ones where they just with like Judas, she doesn't really do a lot, but she does enough to make herself happy. So. Yeah. And I liked hers too, just because it was nice to see the, the switch, the flip from her kind of taking the abuse in the stage and then in the shadow being like, excuse me. So yeah, I, I appreciated that. I think I'm going to pick Judah as well, just because she surprised me. Like, she didn't go mm-hmm. for the obvious romance with um, Dohua. I thought for sure that they would hook up, get together. You know, she'd pick someone else. But she chose someone who would need her, who made her happy, who she could help. Like, it definitely felt like she chose her own way, and she mm-hmm. chose the way that worked for her, not just bucking the system. Because well, I, I think, like, your initial reaction is, and he changed things, I screw this, you right. know. But I felt that she was the most insightful and didn't just lash out. And I really liked her. Well, I think she, because she did end up liking him, 
You know, I mean, she like she liked both of them, but because she liked him, it, how much easier would it be to just live the life of the 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 book if you are you like that person, you're not cringing because yeah. you're with somebody else, and so it it looks like an easy choice, but still, I feel like that it wasn't like such a drat. Like it made it easier for her life, but also just enjoyable. You know what I mean? Like she's yeah. well, and I liked that she was like, well, we're not going to be speed these characters even in the shadow world. Mm-hmm. You're going to learn how to be more yeah. aware <laughs> of what you're budget, spending. Buddy. We're going to change things. I'm not going to be a pushover, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to be cruel either. Right. And mm-hmm. I loved just, it was such a surprising shift in the story that I wasn't expecting. And out of everything, it was like, oh, that feels fresh and, and creative. I am not going to go off the rails here because Judah really, um, she, she, I I don't want to sound like a broken record, but she did surprise me. Um, I think that what I liked the most was that her character had suffered a lot Mm -hmm. and she didn't, and, and she acknowledged that it was, too much and so she also realized that her strength was in survival and that she could take that and create her own future and it all started with those stinking tennis shoes man (laughs) i i loved that the whole tennis shoes were were great and did i I, no i didn't skip over somebody i was double checking um but I really liked her her outlook and how she was the lead in this story and she was going to own it. Mm-hmm. But they weren't going to do the stupid stuff that was trite and overdone that everybody else had done. You know, so they decide they're going to throw out a birth secret on Namju. You know what? <laughs> That's okay. She's like, whatever. And um, I did admire... And and cheer when she decided to stay with him over um, Duwa, even though I love Duwa and his character was such a good character. But the truth of the matter was that he was going to be okay without her. Mm-hmm. And she needed someone to to really take care, not ju- not to take care of her, but for her to take care of. She needed to be the one that was strong and and to have all of that. And honestly, she needed to be able to kick some butt and take names. Mm-hmm. And I loved how she ended up being the boss lady. Yeah. It almost felt like my fair lady in a way where she chose to support. I forget the right. guy's name, but instead of going with the professor, she chose the guy that would need help because mm. he, he was not capable of supporting himself. Right. He was one of the only main characters, like the main characters of the book that never woke up. Like everybody else woke up and I just right. think he was He's just bright enough. Like I did love that they put him in the next story with <laughs> strawberry, <horrible> strawberry <laughs> fetish clothing. So. Yes, and he was well, not and popular. He was like studying childhood education or something. <laughs> yes. Yes, he was. <laughs> All right. So Squid Fairy wasn't evil. <laughs> ha, but, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> but he was very annoying. <laughs> Did he make the right decision by withholding so much information? I felt that this was by far the most non-organic plot device in the story. Mm. Like he was there to like give dire warning but never explained anything until the last, like, what, four episodes? And that was really, really annoying. It would not have ruined anything if he had said, well, if someone dies in the whatever, they come back. And, you know, so mm. people know. Like, it's so annoying. He's like, oh, I'm happy that you guys are awake. Oh, but just be warned. Don't change anything. You know, <laughs> he doesn't say what's going to happen if they try to change it. And I think... That if he had just opened his stupid mouth, a lot of heartache could have been avoided. And it annoys me that it is just an obvious plot device. And, yeah. Okay. 
so the whole squid fairy situation was absurd. Number one, he's the one that started all of it. He's the one that was prodding Dan O to make her become self-aware. He did that. He way in the beginning, pulling her in there, having their little chats. He kept showing up out of nowhere. And suddenly she's starting to realize everything. So this is his own stinking fault. And then he gets all bajiggity because. <laughs> because. <laughs> bajiggity totally works in this mm. context. Okay. He totally gets that way because other people are starting to wake up. And he's like, well, you know, everybody's just going to be awake and it's going to cause all these problems and the writer's going to notice. And he, he turned into like this grumpy old man when he started it. And he wouldn't tell anybody why, and he wouldn't give any kind of... He was like a useless Yoda. <laughs> he was a useless Yoda. I even said that. <laughs> you did. didn't become I Yoda mean, until the end, but still no, useless he, and annoying. <laughs> it, it was like he, 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 instead of speaking in riddles, he just stared at people and looked hot. <laughs> and sometimes he'd glare at them for no reason that anyone knew. And it's not like we got the backstory right away. I mean, that was dragged out forever. And, uh, angst. So, I have to um, not necessarily play the devil's advocate, but I will piggyback on what Carrie the Machne said earlier about Dano's character. If we take into context what he's been through, he's scared and he doesn't want any of this stuff to happen again. So he is reacting to everything that happens. Super worried that people are going to disappear. That people are going to die. I mean, he, he is Dano if Haru was taken away and never returned. Like, mm-hmm. he is stuck he, from the whole, like, his love of his life doesn't come back till the very end. And they got to spend a little bit of time. But just think about how long the book went on and he didn't get to see her because of all the mistakes he made. So, I do think that he could have handled it different and should have. And I think that if he would have given his Yoda wisdom earlier and kind of told them like, hey, this is what happens, you you know, that kind of thing, that it could have made things different. I also don't know if this, the characters would have learned the lessons that they did to get to the next book to be able to like, okay, we're not going to do that crap again. We're going to change things and we're going to do it right this time. Um, and I also think that the reason he, he started talking to Dano is the poor guy was lonely and like the only interaction he got up until that point was just how people treated the squid fairy. So like, you know, he'd been by himself uh, aware for so long that he probably did shoot himself in the foot and start talking to her, even though he probably knew that this was not going to be a good idea. So, and he knew her in the other, you know, story and everything. So I think that again, he's a Dano from the, from the first book and he lost his love. Yeah, I totally agree. He's, because he was set up to be kind of like the wise old man. He's supposed to have all the information. But as we've discussed before, the one thing that's bothered me the entire drama is, okay, they think they know the rules. All these characters think they know the rules and they think they know how to change them. But there are no solid rules. There's nothing solid for them to change. They're guessing the entire yeah. time. And he's guessing as much as the rest of them. So I can see where maybe he was just I- self-aware enough to be like, I kind of know that there's some rules, but I don't know how they all work. And that's why he didn't tell people. And I just, yeah, I don't know. He seemed to know pretty definitively how they worked by the end. Toward the end, the stuff that he started saying the end, I was like, you're acting like, you know, a lot more than you did before. So I don't know. Yeah, I I don't buy that. (laughs) I don't know. I, yeah. Maybe that's things that he learned. Yeah, no, he wasn't evil. But I think maybe that's some of the things he learned through watching some of the mistakes they were making, too. Mm -hmm. So he was, again, he was learning and experiencing some of those things right along with them. So, And maybe, like, confirming theories that he thought through or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this tells, this kind of leads into our next one. What about the first book? Did you like the past scenes? And how well did you think they helped move the second book along? And, um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I knew we and would need was, some lighter moments during this podcast. So as, as we ponder this, who looks best in Hanbok? <laughs> um, I'm going to say 
that I felt like the first book, um, the knowledge that there was a first book helped move things along because it created, um, it, it helped to, to solidify the storylines and the relationships. Um, no, uh, understanding that the original leads were Baekhyung, Dano, and Haru, um, we know that there's already a rela- you know, there's already feelings there. There's already been some trouble. Um, and my only thing that I have to complain about is I was really, really tired of the repeating of the same lines constantly, which they did for reinforcement. I get that. But whenever you're trying to decide if things are happening on stage or in shadow, um, it took away and twisted everything that I thought when I'm sitting here thinking that these these people in the shadow are, you know, free will and they're doing what they want to do. And then they start quoting the stinking lines from the first book. And I'm like, what the what? And who looks best in Handbach? Um, um. Um, I'm going to say Squid Fairy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, again, I, gosh, somebody put, I can't remember, I thought it was one of you guys, but maybe it wasn't, maybe it was somebody on Twitter where they were talking about how the fact that they were repeating, or maybe it was in the show, that they, the, when they were repeating stuff that happened on stage, in the shadow, it just reaffirmed that their feelings were solidified or something or that they were real. So I liked that. I liked some of the relationships and I would eat. It would have even liked some of that played up a little bit more where it's like squid fairy had so many connections to all the people and he never even told, you know, some of them. And I, I mean, I guess they finally realized that, Hey, you were my brother in the past, but then there's not like, there wasn't a lot of acknowledgement of that. So, I mean, and I guess you don't want to like, oh, that book happened. It's not who I am. I'm not connected to it. So, but I did, I, I really liked the idea of the first book and the second book. And for a second there, I thought that they might like get pulled in back into the first book. So I was a little disappointed when that n- never happened. But I liked some of the back and forth, but I do agree that because of the repetitive um, lines and stuff that it got a little old. Um I am going to second CL Kita's vote for Squid Fairy. I think that not Iman Ho Itari needs to do a saga because he looked fantastic with that hair and all of that stuff. I would actually say that both Baekhyung and Haru. Um, it didn't. It, it wasn't <laughs> quite right. <laughs> Baekhyung reminded me a little bit of a much skinnier Gui from a vampire mm-hmm. um what was it scholar who uh, walks the scholar night who walks the night where it was like that it was his robes and stuff but it just i don't know it just didn't quite look right so uh that's my my vote okay and i kind of liked the layer that it added having the first book informing the actions of the second book i thought it was an interesting technique so i it just for me it added plot interest and for a handbox, honestly, I think Dan O rocked the oh, handbox. Yes, she looked yeah, gorgeous. She did. She looks really good with long hair. The ending scene with mm-hmm. where she had the long hair too. She looks good with, with long hair. For me, so I felt that the repeating scenes took a lot away from my feeling that the feelings were genuine for quite a while. And it did eventually like get itself all figured out and you kind of know. But when we first started seeing it just repeating and them repeating the same phrases and all that, it felt very much like their feelings weren't unique, they weren't honest, that they're just programmed almost to feel these specific feelings. And until we got the full story, you know, it really took away from me. So I wish it had been used a little maybe got the reveals a little earlier than we did. Cause I feel that since it's waited so long that I, my feelings for the couple were less than genuine because it didn't feel like their love was as genuine as it did later on in the story. So 
and Hanbok. Um, this one's easy, probably Squid Fairy, but I have a feeling, I just feel that the other three, some actors have a very modern mm. feel about them, and those three do. I'm not sure that historicals are in their future, but maybe <laughs> it is. Maybe maybe they are, and just this was bad styling. So, so um, was fixing Dano's heart issue too easy? And um, I put this in here because I feel like the stage fix was kind of easy. So then again, if we look at we pull the the lens up and look at the bigger one, did the writer always intend to kill her? Because poor thing, she was killed in the first one. The mean writer killing her in the second <laughs> one too. So, did the writer intend to kill her? I I don't know. But switching the charts and stuff, like, it seemed a little bit too easy. But it obviously didn't fix it um, because she ended up dying in the shadow. So, I I don't know why I threw this one but in here. But then it fixed it in the end, <laughs> so it was kind of like confusing. It's like, well, why would she have an issue in the shadow? Then she dies, but everything's cured in the story. So, so again, cured. is it back to did the writer intend to just save her all along? Yeah. So, again, after reading, I'm not sure why I put this question in here. <laughs> Maybe I was <laughs> focused on the how. That was really easy. It was, I think that that's a good question. Because mm. it was such a big theme for this, the big for that portion. Mm-hmm. It's like we've she's going to die. She's going to die. She's going to die. So. And her ultimate goal was to not die. So mm-hmm. it answered that. But um, yeah, I don't know. That one just kind of left me confused. So I, <laughs> I, really, I have no opinion. <laughs> I really enjoyed the scene with Beck Young and mm-hmm. debating on whether he was going to kill her in the shadow world. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a brilliant scene. And his. He acted like, that really well. The acting just like tore my heart apart. And so it was worth it for that. But I think that it didn't completely make sense. I have to say that um, we knew whenever he switched the charts that it was going to be too easy. Um, But I was really surprised that she still had the problems because I, I kind of thought that since she didn't seem as bad in the shadow that she didn't have a heart problem. Um, And to find out that there was more to it than what was just happening on stage kind of surprised me. Um, So yes, it was too easy and no, it wasn't too easy. And it bugged me that he didn't tell her she still had a heart problem. (laughs) That really bugged me because he figured it out. And didn't tell her. I I would have been, like, a little upset over that. I mean, they kind of glossed over it. But he never did tell her. She ended up in the hospital. So. Yeah. Yep. That was was a relationship fail. (laughs) (laughs) They do happen. Yep. So, who do we feel had the most character growth in the shadow? And as I'm thinking this through, because, like, obvious answer is Judah just because she phenomenally surprised us. Mm-hmm. But then there's also Haru and the fact that he went from nameless and faceless to a full-on functioning, came back from the dead, you know, so he had a lot of growth there too. And then um, Beck Young's emotional transformation. There's a lot to choose from. I can't choose. You guys choose. <laughs> Your next can use. I'm like trying yeah. to find it in the outline. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> Beck Young all the way. He had the best story arc when it came to emotional development and change as a character who became self-aware of his own actions and those around him. So, Beck Young. Okay. I am... I'm actually going to discuss a character that you may not have thought of. And it's Duhua. Um... Mm. He became aware, and his awareness, um, he went from struggling against his storyline and trying to change it. I think that while others may have had a, a more 
concrete change. Mm-hmm. Um, he went from someone who um, was determined to try to change his story and get the girl to being able to maintain a friendship with Judah. And I kind of liked that. I, I, I felt like, you know, he may not have got the girl, but he was a character that was pretty steady through the whole, through the whole thing. And his self-awareness made him a more reliable character than any of the others through the story. Like, like the other characters were able to depend on him. And that's just my thought. Yeah, no, I was actually, because I was like, okay, they've said this, they've said that. We've talked about Bakyon a lot. And I was like, hmm, maybe I'll pick Tohua. But yeah, I agree. I think um, I think each person did have their own growth. Um, Dano was the most disappointing, but I still think that she had a lot, like at the beginning, like she, her character growth was kind of really fast in the beginning. Because right. like she... Um, woke up, realized she wasn't the star of the show and then kind of had her character growth there at the beginning and then didn't change as much. But she still, I feel, do still think that she had her awakening and her character growth. So that's why I'm going to say. Not that I think overall, but I acknowledge she had some. So mm-hmm. the characters fought against the writer but ended up realizing that no matter what they did, the stage wouldn't really change. Were you happy with all the different characters' solution for that? And I actually was. I really enjoyed how it wrapped up all of the characters, how they all dealt with it differently. There wasn't a single way to deal with finding out that your free will isn't completely your own. Um, the younger brother said it best. I He talked about how they made the shadow a real place like they they made the shadow real whereas Mm. before it was just you know when they're unaware it's like staged comments and it doesn't Mm -hmm. feel real it's kind of like just pod people kind of thing um but because they uh worked through their issues and made changes to themselves they made it a real place um so i really liked that i liked that it ended where you know, there isn't some miraculous, we're going to jump off the pages and the story and be our own selves. But they can find happiness despite that. So, I like that. Um, I have to say that I was not necessarily happy with the different characters' solution. Um, I think that that the one character that I was the most not disappointed, but sad with was squid fairy and his decision to just stay away from, um, the girl that he loved. Um, and also her decision to not tell him that she was self-aware. Uh, I felt like that if we want to talk about two scared characters, they were afraid they they wanted to see each other and they they were just happy looking at each other and you could look at it that way but you can also look at it as some seriously missed moments where they they didn't have much time but they could have really maximized their time and so that was something that it it really disappointed me i'd hoped for more for him So I feel the exact opposite with them just because like they had been through so much that they just kind of made the best of what time they had left. She came in so close to the the pages being filled that both of them kind of knew that there's not that much time and I don't want to screw this. I don't, you know, I don't want to do cut that time in half or anything. And I mean, they still, I feel like they still got to spend time with each other. I do think he was a little not, not very bright for not realizing that she was self-aware. I mean, she made so many comments that when he actually was surprised that she was self-aware, I'm like, he didn't realize it. I thought he did. Like, I thought that that was some of their conversation, but um, I think that they kind of dealt with it the best way that they knew how. And again, 
she had been gone from him for a really long time versus like Haru wasn't gone very long for, you know, dur- during this book. So he had to deal with that being gone for a lot longer. So that when, when he saw her, that they just needed to make do with what they had. So, but I, I liked that there was a contrast between all the different couples of like Judah, like she made her own decision, Dano and Haru. It was just like, no matter what, we're just going to keep running towards each other. Um, so I liked that there was a contrast in, in the resolution that each character came to. And I feel like they're all going to carry that into the next book and what they decide to do the next time they wake up. And their solutions, I felt like they, it fit them. And mm-hmm. that's why I liked it too, is because mm-hmm. it was different for them because they were different. Mm-hmm. So I, I liked it. I, I thought I found it interesting because to me, the writer, like if you've ever tried to draw an egg without using white, you know, you use all the other colors Mm. I feel like the writer is the same way. We understand the writer through the actions and the the kind of assumptions of those characters. And so they're fighting against this invisible force that they kind of are shaping themselves. And so they're finding their own solutions because they don't even know the rules because the writer is not there. You see where I'm going with this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I liked it. I found it interesting. Siokita. So let's tie this together. And was it a happily ever after in your eyes? I'm going to have to say yes. I know that not everybody will agree with me. But if we think about Haru and Dano, they do meet up. They know who they know each other. And my whole thought was, they're not a part of the main story. So they're not on stage. Mm-hmm. So they're together in in this other story. And they're free to be together because they're not important to the main story. And I like that. And I think that's a happily ever after. I, I agree. I feel like they, because they get to the point in the second book where like as soon as they meet up with each other, they're already aware they already remember what was going on in, on in the last book or the last books. And so it's kind of like they beat the writer. They're like, okay, we did our time. Now we're in this next book. We know who we are. And they can take the knowledge of what happened in the other ones and then live throughout. Because again, it'll they'll have to live throughout that book. It'll end and hopefully they get to be drawn again in, in the next book. But I feel like they got their happily ever after. And I think that the main couple being the couple that actually got together in the shadow of the last one was kind of funny because they don't have to that fight against being with somebody you don't like. They did like each other. Um, and so I feel like a lot of the characters got hap- We got to see a lot of happily ever after. And I think that's implied that the other characters that they didn't show would also be able to, to bring, the knowledge of what they learned from the past and apply that and make their own decisions of how they were going to deal with the stage in the shadow. I could see that. Actually, <laughs> I, I messaged K-Muse after I finished the last episode. I was just like, what in the heck was that? <laughs> but that's because it was very Legend of Fu Yao for me. I didn't catch that they were setting up another story. I thought somehow this was just a continuation of the first book. I, w- mm. I was so confused. <laughs> But having talked it out with you guys and understanding that that ambiguity is actually a huge part of the story because, again, we don't have a definite form and shape and rules for the writer, Mm -hmm. then it it makes more sense. And so, yeah, I think you're right. It is a happily after, after, especially for Haru and Dano, just because they do get to finally be together in the shadow, kind of offstage and... Yeah, so I, I'm I'm better with it now, but my first reaction was not very happy. <laughs> what um what would you have seen as more of a happy ending for you? Like, what were you expecting? Well, I was. I mean, with the buildup, with everything disappearing and things like that, I was actually thinking it would end as a closed book and then fade to black. Mm. And I would have actually been okay with that. It would have been sad because that would have been the end of the you know, the characters, but it would have made, um, th- uh, with the theme, it would have made sense to me. Mm. But once I understood that that was a new story that they were starting, I was good with that too. Gotcha. 
See, I loved the last four episodes. Before that, like, I seriously had almost written this off. Like, I was not happy. I hated that we are getting the same scene over and over. I commented that I could take the screen caps from episode, like, 18 and put them in episode 22 and no one would know. Because it was the same visuals, same combos of people arguing, same conversation almost over and over and over again. And it was really getting to me. And I felt like the the story just came all in on itself and fixed everything that I was upset about and really gave us a solid ending. And the end to the story was perfect. It was romantic. It gave us hope for the future. And it concluded everything I wanted concluded. So I love the ending. So I put this in here and now I can't even think. I don't know. So favorite character by the end. And I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know. It's hard because like actually Dohua, I really liked his character throughout. I liked his stability. I I think I liked everybody for the different for different reasons. So I'm not going to pick anybody. I'm just going to say I feel like each character had their good and bad. I would say the one that I think about the least would be uh, Namju or whatever. I thought the strawberry Mm -hmm. thing was hilarious, but I liked the the main characters um, equally, I think, by the end. And Squid Fairy, even though <laughs> you found him <laughs> annoying and evil, I didn't agree with some of the things, but I really liked him and his girl at the end. So that's my non-answer. Well, dang it, you took my non-answer. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say ditto? Yeah. <laughs> All right, ditto. And I'm actually going to agree. I thought the strong part was the stories and everyone's story within the story. Mm -hmm. And so there wasn't a character where it's all like, oh, yeah, I'm watching it just for that character. I was watching it to see how the story resolved, whether I hate watched it or love watched it. You know, I wanted to know how they were going to fix it. And so I'm all team story. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have to say team story for the win. Mm, yeah. the, the, there were, my English is not good today. I don't know what the deal is. <laughs> we're at the end. Um, it's late. <laughs> it is. And, and, you know, I've got these long pauses as I'm trying to think and ponder. Um, my brain is just at its max. Um, but I did a dance recital today. So we need to just. You are, you've given a pass. Realize that. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, but if we think about the characters, when we meet them, they really are just characters in a story. And to watch them grow and think of them as like actual people, that's that's pretty good. I think that it's fair to say all the characters. All right. So would we recommend or would we rewatch? And I would say maybe. It's one of those that I would have to... I would have to know the person that I'm recommending it to to see if they would like something like this, especially if they were okay with comfortable with ambiguity. And as for the rewatch, eh, probably not. I would actually probably recommend. I think it'd be better as a binge watch than it was as a weekly experience. Um, I think a binge watch would ease up some of the issues I had, or I could fast forward it a little bit if it got too repetitive. And you know, all around, I would give it a 7 out of 10. I wouldn't rewatch it, but it was a story that kept my interest. And in a lot of parts, it was different than what I've seen in the past. I would recommend it. And I would probably rewatch parts of it. I I didn't really feel any ambiguity. Um, I felt like it all it all solidified there at the end to some pretty solid, solid stories that um, had some resolutions. Um, I definitely think that it's something that watching it straight through in a binge would be more, um, everything would make more sense. I think that the biggest problem is waiting. And I'm going to be really honest with you. Recapping during the slow parts was really it, it was a lot of work for me to maintain my 
my high level of enthusiasm. Because those slow parts were slow. <laughs> I, 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 so that's where I think, that's why I think that Amber and I had such a hard time because we're having to pay attention to every little detail. And when it's the same details as what we just wrote about, it was really hard. So I would um, approach this and recommendation the same way that I do W2 Worlds. And I would say that the concept is phenomenal and that it could be a really good drama for you that toward the middle, you might have to use the fast forward button, but because you're binge watching it, maybe you don't. It just depends. Um, And that it at least has a solid ending. So I would recommend with that um, condition. I don't rewatch things and this would definitely not be one that would cause me to rewatch. So um, that's, that's, that's what I have to say about that. (laughs) Well, (laughs) thanks for joining us for this episode. Feel free to send us your thoughts and feelings about the podcast. If there is a specific actor or theme you would like us to discuss, let us know. Because we love blogging about Asian dramas, but because but behind the scenes, we have so much more to say and we want to share it with you. And talking is so much faster than typing. 